Ogumbawale for the win. Hello and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal. Reminding you, you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnWBB. You can hear Erica Ayala, Amy Audibert, Gabe Ibrahim. Every day, there's new, interesting, fun insight into the world of women's basketball, which is just crazy right now. As if you're listening to this, you know is the case. Make sure you follow. Make sure you check out everything that we're doing. And of course, Lockdown Women's Basketball is brought to you by Built Bar. I'm going to tell you a little bit about panicked, I wouldn't say panicked, maybe panicked is the right word, email I received from my mom, Grandma Myrna, to those who know her. And she was running low on Built Bars. What do we do? How soon can we get them? How I needed to plan ahead. So we take her through. All right, what do you need? What do you want? Which are the good ones? I love them all. We tried to narrow it down. Double chocolate, she loves it. German chocolate, she loves it. We're a chocolate family. Coconut, huge fan of coconut. We got an order coming. What do they run? Well, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you get 20% off your order. Promo LOCKEDON for 20% off your order. They throw in a free bit of bone broth, too. It's just what they do at Built Bar. It's delicious. It's healthy. She always checks the sugar on these things. She always checks the calorie count. Very excited about them. Loves the taste of them. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious individual. Really recommend it. 19 grams of protein. But don't believe me. Listen to Grandma Myrna. Go to BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKEDON. Get 20% off your next order. We've got a lot to talk about that goes even beyond the delicious Built Bars, which are delicious. Not denying that. But it was one of the most remarkable days, weeks, off-seasons, day after day, in WNBA history. And I'm going to share a little later with you. I got the chance to Talk to James Wade, head coach and general manager of the Chicago Sky, and the great Candace Parker. It'd be really weird to say this. The Chicago Sky's Candace Parker, one of the biggest signings of the offseason. But before we get to that, let's chat. Let's talk about who got better the most right away. Obviously, Chicago's in that conversation. I think you have to start with Minnesota. You have to start by talking about adding Kayla McBride to the mix for Cheryl Reeve. She has had a front court capable of scoring, rebounding, doing it all. Her backcourt has been a work in progress. Whether you call Maya Moore a two or a three, she fundamentally does things that you need out of your guard and wins. And does them as well as anybody. That's why Maya Moore is a Hall of Famer if she never plays another game before you even get into what she did off the court. The guards since then have been helpful and useful. Look, Crystal Dangerfield won Rookie of the Year, so it's not as if they've been bereft. 
But a substantial performer like Kayla McBride, 5'11", have you seen her shoulders? She is wide. She is strong. She is capable of getting to the basket and preventing others from getting to the basket. She is an elite three-point shooter. She is, you know, they're all competitors. You, you don't play in the WNBA without being a competitor. But there's competitors, and then there's, you win a title in Turkey, and then you fly back home so that you can play for San Antonio 24 hours later. That's what Kayla McBride did a few years ago. That's Kayla McBride. That's a Minnesota Lynch player, right? That's a Cheryl Reeve player. And the same is true of Natalie Achanwa. I mean, it's just this ridiculous luxury. Like, this is a team that already had Sylvia Fowles, the best five in the history of the sport. You have Nafisa Collier, you could play at the three or the four. Rugged, defensive-minded, fantastic scorer. Demiris Dantas is like what you'd try and design a stretch for to be. And you got all that already. You got Jessica Shepard you could bring back. And someone who could help you at the 3-4. You can safely say they already had these positions covered. But you had Natalie Achanwa. Beautiful soft touch from the mid-range. Very smart. Very smart. A passing big. Michelle Reeve has, has everything you need <clears throat> out of the 3-4-5 before you even get into the fact that Bridget Carlton is someone you can slot in there. The Swiss Army Knife. It is just a tremendous group assembled in Minnesota. And I don't know that anybody got better than Minnesota so far this week. And then there is Chelsea Gray to Las Vegas. I'm telling you, it was a fantasy of many a WNBA talent evaluator for years. Well, what would we look like if we could get Chelsea Gray out of L.A.? How good would we be? The team that got her? You now have two backcourt forces who can be dominant with the ball, and devastating off the ball in Kelsey Plum and Chelsea Gray. USA Basketball knows what's up. They've got them. And who are they going to be able to feed inside? Asia Wilson. You know, the reigning MVP. Liz Tambage, who once scored 53 points in a game. Yeah. That's going to be a pretty good team. Who's their, th who's their three? Who's their small forward? Anyone decent? Oh, it's Angel McCautry, future Hall of Fame Angel McCautry, who just had her best season in years from an efficiency standpoint for the 2020 Aces. Because Bill Lambeer knew exactly how to get that out of her. I wonder if their sixth woman is any good. Hmm. Oh, it's the reigning two-time sixth woman of the year, Diarca Hamby, just signed to a team-friendly extension. A starter for any other team. Las Vegas was 18-4 and four last year, and they are significantly more talented on paper than they were. Now, Bill Ambeer talked to us uh, this week about the fact that that's just on paper. we got to see how it all works out in practice. 
Do they have a coach who's ever figured out how to make the pieces fit together? Won the Eastern Conference? Won some titles? Maybe in Detroit? Yeah, you know where this is going. Las Vegas is going to be awfully good next year. And then there's Washington. They are adding Tina Charles. They thought they were adding her last year. Now they're adding her for 2021. They are adding in Alicia Clark a 55%. 55%! I'm sorry to raise my voice, but holy cow. 55% from three. And a lockdown defensive player. Fourth in the league in wind chairs last year. Fourth! Got for her for 183000 Tina for 175 Lots of people signing for below the max, helping Mike Tebow fit it all together. Why? You want to play with Atlanta Deladon? Yeah, I thought so. So do they. Washington was a record-setting team in 2019. Natasha Cloud ran the show. She's coming back too, it sounds like. That's going to be an awfully good team in 2021. This is a scary amount of talent in this league. But Chicago? They had a thing they had to fix, Right? They needed better defense. Well, they just added Candace Parker, the 2020 Defensive Player of the Year. They needed leadership. They need somebody who's done it, who's won it. That's Candace Parker. They need somebody at the five who was versatile for the new age offense that James Wade runs. Candace Parker is the reason why this entire league is versatile. The reason... Why? You understand? That's what we're talking about here. A perfect fit. A perfect fit. So, I, I want to take you through and listen. This is Candace. The mayor of Chicago was there. Michael Alter, congratulations for bringing this together. James Wade, who never wavered. This is a playoff team when I got there, and now this is a championship caliber team today. So listen up to everything that Candace had to say, James had to say. And by the way, it's February 5th. There are moves still to come. I was talking to Tamika Catchings. She was saying, next couple of weeks, expect a lot more. New York ain't done. New York ain't done. Indiana ain't done. Dallas has some plans to make. L.A. could do more. We still don't know Seattle's replacing Alicia Clark. There's a lot more to go, you guys. Enjoy every second of it. I know I am. Here's Candace Parker and James Wade. This is Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm Howard McDonald. Thanks for having us. We're going to ask you to just mute your microphones if you don't mind right now and turn off your video. And when we take open remarks from our special guest, Mayor of the City of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. There you go. All right. Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> this is truly a great day uh, for the City of Chicago and a day uh, we are celebrating. Um, right off the top, let me uh, congratulate the entire uh, Sky organization for uh, bringing us this incredibly important moment. Uh, including, of course, um, owner Michael Alter, 
um, John Rogers, uh, and Coach uh, James Wade. And I want to give a special shout-out uh, to our Sky players who have been tremendous uh, leaders uh, through this pandemic. And, of course, a special welcome uh, to our newest member, uh, Candace Parker. Uh, Candace, as I related, my wife Amy and I, who's here with me, uh, are huge basketball fans, and we've been following your career since we saw you in a tournament uh, your senior year at Naperville Central. All of your success um, on those great Tennessee teams, led by the legendary coach uh, Pat Summit, your prolific Olympic, and of course, professional career. We are so proud of you and happy to welcome you back home to Chicago, where your love of the game uh, began. Uh, we both know you're going to love it here, and we are definitely going to love you back. I'll turn things over in a moment, but I just wanted to say that one of the things I'm most excited about is what you being here will mean for our young girls. <clears throat> our 12-year-old daughter is beyond herself, uh, beside herself with excitement, and it's going to mean a lot for girls all across the Chicago region, both on and off the court. You know as well as anyone how the eyes of our girls light up when our basketball stars visit them in their community. And it's something I know will be happening a lot more now that you're in town. And I personally can't wait to see that happen and anxious up for the start of the season. But congratulations again to you and the entire team and the Sky organization. And once again, on behalf of all the Sky fan base and season ticket holders like the Lightfoot Hesselman family, welcome home to Chicago. And now it's my pleasure to turn it over to team owner Michael Alton. Go Parker. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Amy. I can't tell you how fantastic it is to have our mayor and first lady uh, such uh, huge fans of our team. It's really, it's really special. Uh, I want to welcome everyone and thank you all for being here. Of course, uh, the biggest thank you to our very special guest, Candace. It would be. Uh, it's an understatement to say we are incredibly excited to, to have you. Um, just you know, the, one of the best uh, players to ever play the game. Coming back home to Chicago is just uh, it's, it's so exciting. Uh, I really um, just want to say a couple of things. One is I want to give credit to our GM and coach James Wade, who really you know, uh, masterminded this and uh, made it happen, and uh, really um, give him all the credit that he deserves for, for doing that. I think it's a tremendous reflection of the, uh, the fact uh, that uh, players love to play for James, they, they respect him as well, but they enjoy playing with him. And really, uh, a reflection of the culture that he's put together over the last couple of years. That's the reason why we are so happy that we've extended our contract with him to be here for a long time. Um, and the last thing I just want to note is uh, the tremendous support of the rest of the players on our team, especially uh, you know our, our star players who were also very much involved in the recruiting of Candace. And I think that is just a a huge uh, reflection of, of their character as well. I mean, they, you know, not, there's not even a, an iota of jealousy, quite the opposite. We talk, I talked to them, as James did, after the season, and going through the list of free agents and saying, you know, what, what do we need? Who do we need to make this team a championship team? And Kansas's name was at the top of everybody's list, and everybody is so uh, enthusiastic that she is coming here. And I think it just shows that, you know, everyone's focus is on is on winning a championship, and that's the priority. And um, everyone do whatever it takes to to do that. So I really want to thank uh, our players and commend them. 
for, uh, for their commitment, and uh, I know how thrilled they are to have Candace here as well. Uh, with that, I'm going to uh, recognize uh, my, my co-owner, my partner, and my good friend, John Rogers. Thank you, Michael. It's an honor to be here. This is an extraordinarily, extraordinarily important day for all of us to be able to have one of the greatest players of all time coming home to Chicago. It's an extraordinary thrill. I would just like to say as I'm introducing Coach Wade is that Coach Wade was a point guard. And like our mayor was a point guard at Washington High School, we all know point, point guards are particularly great leaders. They're smart. They're tough. They have vision. And Coach Wade had the vision to see that we could bring Candace here to Chicago and bring a world championship to Chicago. So it's so exciting and it's such an honor to be able to introduce the former coach of the year in the WNBA, Coach James Wade. Hey, hello, everyone. Um, I just want to um, reiterate how, how monumentous uh, this day is. Uh, and I know I'm going to answer some questions uh, later, but just just what it means to us as an organization, me personally, and to, to our team, uh, not just not the fact that she's uh, a, a great talent, uh, generational talent, uh, but what we needed for our team was, was a leader. Um, and it was evident in the bubble. Uh, we needed someone that would uh, be there for us through, through hard times that, you know, uh, and, and just to say some things about her career is that she's, she's the type of talent um, and the type of person where uh, she has expectation. So she has expectation when you talk about a team that's, you know, every year the team that she's on, you, you, you all, you automatically consider, uh, her team as a championship contender. Um, and I, I felt that's what we needed. Um, and so once we, we felt that there could be an opening, we went at it, uh, a hundred percent. Uh, we were, we were all hands on deck and it wasn't just about uh, myself, but it was about the, the team, about the organization, uh, about making her feel comfortable, uh, and about putting her in a position and putting our team in a position where uh, it can eventually lead to to being contenders or or, uh, or, or winning the championship. That that's been uh, our goal since I've come here, and it, it won't waver. Uh, and and adding Candace to the, to that effective is is only going to magnify that. So we're excited and and we're happy and we're stoked and um, you know we're going to continue to play our our brand of basketball. Uh, it's a brand of basketball that's um, full of excitement, full of joy, um, and you can see it, and, and it's full of energy. And so, and so uh, with no further ado, I would like to introduce Candace Parker. Hey, everyone. Um, Mayor Lightfoot, First Lady, Michael Alter. John Rogers, James Wade, the entire coaching staff, entire you know front office at um, Chicago, as well as the team. I'm I'm so excited to be home, and I say that 
from the bottom of my heart. I didn't realize how amazing the Chicagoland area was with basketball in general until I went out into the world. And I saw how truly special and how they really embraced their homegrown talent. And so when this opportunity came about to be able to come home and to play in front of my family and friends and to play um, for a fantastic organization like the Chicago Sky, you know, it was a difficult decision. But ultimately, um, I'm very excited and, and proud to be able to, to come home. And I think that's the biggest thing is just being able to bring my family back. My daughter is, is super amped. Um, she's excited to be able to play in some of the gyms and on some of the playgrounds that I was playing and grew up playing basketball. Um, my, my friends, my family, my parents will still live in the Chicagoland area. And this is, you know, honestly just a family, a family event. So I really appreciate you all welcoming me back. The, the team has been amazing in terms of just reaching out. We've already started to, to develop that bond and, and that relationship. And I think that's what it's about. You're, you learn, you know, as this orange ball has taken me all around the world, I'm currently in Atlanta um, to, to talk about basketball tonight on television. And so I think when you realize how special this little orange ball and how many journeys and events and memories and relationships that you've established because of it, uh, you really feel feel special. I left Naperville at 18 years old and now I'm returning uh, at 35. I'll be 35 when I return. And the lessons I've learned being gone have brought me back home. And I really appreciate it. I promise I'll give my blood, my sweat, my tears, uh, my energy, but you're going to be able to see how we play, um, that we're really passionate about playing for this organization. So thank you so much for this warm welcome. It means the world to me and uh, I'm excited. Let's Let's get to work. Thank you, Candace. And we'll now start taking questions. We'll start with Jamal Collier from the Tribune. Oh, hi, Candace. Uh, welcome, first off, and, and congratulations. Um, just, I, I guess, you know, just a little bit about this process. Like, how long had you been thinking about Chicago as a, as a potential possibility? Is this something that really developed through this offseason, uh, you know, or is it something you have been kind of maybe in the back of your mind here sometime? Well, I think, you know, it's it's one of those things that to, to get to know me is, um, you know, I kind of weigh my decisions, um, but I don't think that this was decided, you know, a long time ago. This was within, you know, a, a couple weeks of the free agency process where I really could envision myself going home. And, um, you know, I, I really – didn't take lightly this decision, but ultimately, you know, I followed my heart and I followed um, my passion. I think during COVID, it really has, you know, shined a light on how important it is to be around family and friends. And I'll tell you, I I don't waver um, when I got a call from my grandma the next morning on FaceTime, holding up the newspaper, so excited that I was coming home to play and that she was going to be able to, to come see me play. So I think this wasn't a decision that was made a long time ago, but it was a decision that, you know, a lot of thought went into. And ultimately, during the free agency period, I decided this is where I wanted to be. Michelle Steele from ESPN. Hey, Candace, Congratulations and um, welcome back home. What was what was the moment where, you know, you said that this came together, you know, relatively recently was there a moment that brought this to the forefront that, that sort of cemented in your mind 
that, that I'm going to do this. I'm going to go back home. Fortunately, I really have um, a great support system. Honestly, my family and my friends, but then also my extended family, my friends that I lean on. I lean heavily on my, my brother, my parents, um, both of my brothers. And, you know, obviously I have a lot of so quote unquote brothers in the NBA. And I think the biggest thing is, is when you're going to leave someplace you've been for an extremely long time, it doesn't, I don't take that lightly. And, you know, LA is home. It's still going to continue to be home. I'd like to say I have the best of both worlds and I'm living in LA in the winter and I'm able to come to Chicago in the summer, which is the best city in the world in the summer. So I think I reached out to a lot of different people during this process and just talked to them about the experiences that they've had going through free agency, maybe possibly leaving a place they've been for a long time or a place where they've won a championship. And ultimately I got some pros, some cons, and I kind of weighed my option and I'm a big, I go to sleep on it and I make my pro and con list and then I live with it. And I went to, I went to sleep, made the decision uh, probably about a week and a half ago, week ago, I would say. And I just haven't looked back. I've been really excited. It's been bittersweet, obviously, but I'm very excited to join uh, this team. Doug Feinberg, Associated Press. Chicago to leave LA for in your free agency discussions or thoughts. And the second part is you've been around this league for a while, obviously, and you cover the w, the NBA now and for, for obviously your job. This is a seismic shift. I mean, usually players in the W don't leave their franchise to go somewhere else to play of your stature. Do you see this something maybe that now maybe more players may do this and, and test the waters free agency wise in the past the league was the core they couldn't really do, but there may be more players now looking to go elsewhere down the road as opposed to playing their career for one team, one team their entire career, so to speak. The first answer to your question uh, regarding anywhere else, no. It was Chicago or Los Angeles or, and have always been my only two places that I wanted to play. For me personally, I want to I empathize that I'm, I was brought up as, you know, You finish what you start. And for 13 years, I feel as though I gave everything I had to to the Sparks organization as well as they gave everything they had. And at this point in time, I feel as though contractually I was an unrestricted free agent. I'm not leaving disgruntled. I'm not leaving throwing stuff or upset or angry or demanding a trade. I'm leaving because contractually I can go where I want. I can make that decision. And I think – Player empowerment is something that is super important and, and talked about more. And I do believe that, you know, the WNBA and the NBA kind of mimic each other. Whether my journey uh, gives others the, the power to do what they want to do, I think it's great. But I think I do want to emphasize, like, I did finish what I started. Um, and, I, you know, 13 years was, was a long time, but ultimately – you know, I've said this time and time again, I have way more basketball behind me than I do in front of me. And that's just facts. And I I, I felt like the basketball that's in front of me, I wanted to play in, in, in Chicago. 
Maddie, Kenny, from the Sun-Times. Hi, Candice. Um, so kind of just following up on that question, um, I know your agent said, like, this is a very difficult and emotional uh, decision, and you even said earlier in this uh, press conference about how d- difficult it was. Um, so can you kind of just, like, go into what really went into your decision, not only to come to the sky, but more so to leave the Sparks after um, 13 seasons there? It just felt like the right decision coming home to Chicago and and playing in front of, um, you know, the fans, the city, the people that I grew up in front of and have obviously evolved. And a lot of that had to do with me living in Knoxville and me living in Los Angeles and, and Russia and, you know, Istanbul and China. Like, I've had so much development since I've left here. And so I don't know if it was ultimately me about me. And I know this sounds cliche about leaving the Sparks. It was more so about me joining Chicago and, you know, just the connections I've had. Allie Quigley and I, I don't know if you saw my post yesterday, but her and I took a picture our senior year in high school. And, you know, it was a locker room picture. I think it was in the Chicago Sun-Times. And just to, like, look back and reflect, we played together in Fenerbahce. And then, obviously, Sue and I played together with USA Basketball, Diamond Shields. We recruited her to Tennessee. Just the different connections and the outreach and the amount of support and, you know, people reaching out. I think that was that was a big thing is in terms of coming home to play in front of family and friends, but also a team I feel as though that I can add extreme value to. And with that being said, um, you know, relationships are super, super, super important to me. And I've always been taught by Coach Summit to chase people and passion. And I felt like that's what Chicago Sky had to offer. And, you know, obviously surrounded with Chicago City and where I'm from, and it was a difficult, difficult decision, but I think ultimately, like, I chose, I chose this guy because I wanted to follow my heart. Ari Chambers, Bleacher Report. Hey, Candace. So, I know that your home state means a lot to you, and the core that you grew up on, you actually have it named after you, but what's the legacy you hope to leave for Chicago basketball, um, beyond Naperville basketball, and for Illinois in general? basketball and also a follow-up question um what I know you said about your grandma um you know FaceTime you and saying yeah I get to see you play uh what did your family say what did your family say sorry (laughs) you good (laughs) I still have not figured out how to work notifications on my phone so your grandma's fine oh I gotta get it okay All right, back in. All right. Sorry. Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. Repeat the whole thing, Candace, because it's your world. So <laughs> I know how much your home state means to you and the court where you grew up, you have a full like you have a court named after you. So what's the legacy you want to leave for Chicago basketball and also for Illinois basketball? That's part one. And part two is what did your family say when you told them you were gonna come home? I know your grandma was so happy that she got to see you play, but other than that, the rest of Well, I think legacy is obviously what you leave behind, but it's also what you take with you. And I've taken so much of what Chicagoland basketball means. I mean, we spoke to to Mayor Lightfoot earlier, and she alluded to the fact that that she saw me play in high school. So it's like the mayor saw me play when I was 17, 18 years old. That's Chicago. 
And I've taken that with me and I've taken that legacy with me across the world, across to L.A. And now I'm coming back with all of those different experiences and values and everything that I've learned in my process. And I hope I I hope it shows. I hope it shows in not just the way that we carry ourselves on the court, but off. And this community means so much to me and, and, and the person that it's made me. And I think my legacy is I came back. And I wanted to come back. And this was not, um, this was a choice. And so I think just, if anything that I'm leaving behind, it's follow your heart, do your best, chase people and passion. And I don't think you can fail. And so obviously we have our, our sights set on a championship. I think that there's 11 other teams in the WNBA that are, are focusing on trying to win. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I can live with the result if we do it the right way. If we go out there and play with passion, purpose. And um, I think that's what I want my legacy to be. And then secondly, I think the best reaction second to my grandma, my dad kind of knew I was thinking about it. So I don't think it was just like breaking news when I told him that I decided to go to Chicago. But my best friend, I called my best friend. Uh, we've grown up together. We've known each other since I was 11 years old. She was out with her boys, um, you know, building snow snowmen because it just snowed in Chicago. And, you know, I was sitting outside in sunny LA and in 75 degree weather. And I was like, guess what? I'm coming to Chicago for the summer. And her reaction was just priceless. Like we're going to be able to like hang out like old times. And like she has kids now and our kids are going to be able to grow up together. So I think it's just that type of excitement. And immediately I have texts like I'm, got, I'm getting season tickets. Like I'm coming to see you play like in high school. So I think it's those type of reactions that make me really validate uh, my choice and my decision, and I'm really excited to come back, like I said, and join the, the Sky family. Great. Charles Hallman has a question for James and Candace. Uh, first of all, Candace, uh, congratulations on your on your decision. I have a two-part question, a follow-up with you when you mentioned about you talked to uh, many players about the, uh, making a decision like that. Was Simone Augustus a part of that group because she left Minnesota after a number of years and, and, and came to L.A.? Uh, and secondly, it's the second year off the, C- off the new CPA. Not new anymore, but was this what part of this was the, the fragrancy and, and the movement of it has been unprecedented? Was this something that you hoped would happen on signing this new CPA three years ago? Well, first, I was able to speak to Simone about her experience last year and, you know, just how much it took to leave a place that she's been and won championships with and grown with. And I know how difficult of decision that went in for her because I was a part of that process. Um, uh, this time I didn't, I didn't reach out, uh, to Simone, but I think I took with, with me her experience and her words. Um, I think two people that I really wanted to, to get their advice from was um was Dwayne Wade and Kevin Durant and those were two players that I have a close relationship with as well as I value their opinion and their experiences and both had completely different experiences and Dwayne Wade coming back to Chicago then going to Cleveland and going back to Miami and then Kevin Durant you know now going to Golden State which took a lot and then going from Golden State now to the Brooklyn Nets and the biggest thing that I got from them was like need to follow your heart you need to follow what you want and what you desire and let all that other stuff take care of itself and so I think that's what I ultimately did um and you know I think 
forgot the second part of your question. But uh, second, second part <laughs> just the second part was just uh the CDA. Okay. Just, you know, yeah. And being a big right. right. now being a big deal as it was many years ago. Yeah, I think it's super important. Player empowerment and uh, a huge um I would say it has played a huge role in the way that that we're kind of navigating even the CBA and, and the different player agreements. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I think we look at basketball players and we look at um, athletes as it's another form of a job, but that's the way that you kind of support your family and it's a job. And I look at it like if I was a manager in, in LA and I had the chance to go home and be, be with my family and my friends, would I take that managing job in Chicago? And so I think ultimately, yes, there's other factors that factor into it, being an athlete, city, the, the fans, and things like that. But ultimately, like, we're people, and we want to do what makes us happy. And I think that it's great that, you know, our executive committee, our, our Terry Jackson, they all make sure that our that players are going to have mm-hmm. the choice to be able to do what they want to do. Thank you, Candace. And question for Coach Wade. Uh, on the on signing, just the signing of agencies all across the league, how important that is to give this league even more ability because it's the bump to us that's been happening over the last couple of weeks of who was going, who wasn't going. Uh, as been uh, well, I think it's important. Uh, Am I the only one that's hearing yeah, it? feedback. Let me just figure out what's going on here. I'm trying again. <laughs> no, you're not insane. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, am I going to All right. Could, could, you ask, could you ask that again, Charles? Yeah. In terms of just, you know, signing candidates and all the signing that's been going on in the last couple of days, you know, this is been Sorry, you guys. Charles? I, I think I, I got the gist of Charles' question. Just let me know if I'm off a little bit. But, um, no, I think the signatures, I think they're good for uh, the WNBA. Um, I think when a player has the right to choose where they want to be um, and, and to, you know, uh, navigate how, how they want to do it. The, the one thing that, you know, I, I try to tell our team is, is that, you know, the, the game, your game belongs to you. Uh, it's yours, uh, and you know we. The only thing that we should do is add to that. And so, if you know, if, if playing in in another market or playing even playing at, at home or, or playing wherever you want to play, uh, and you have the right to that, that you know that joy is 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 what matters the most because that's when you play your best. And what we want to do is see these uh, magnificent a- athletes play at their best. So uh, the fact that they get to choose and, and you know. Uh, now with the new CPA, it, it's probably going to be a lot of movement. Uh, so, you know, I think it's good for the WNBA. It, 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 it gets us a lot of coverage. It, it you know, lets, it, it allows players to play at their best. Um, and so I think it's good for everyone. Congratulations, James. Good luck. Thank you. Eric Wilson, the sports arena. Coach, as always, great to see you. Appreciate your time. Um, I just got to ask you, you know, when, when, when this decision came down, 
Can you just talk a little bit about the conversation you had with Candace about not only her expectations, but also yours as far as, you know, making the sky that much more of a dominant team? I mean, the, I mean, after the, after the decision, um, because it was a, it was a, it was a lead up. So it, that was, that was me selling what the, what the possibilities could be and, and you know, how, um, we expected to play and, 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 you know, what, what we wanted from her. Um, once she decided, uh, she, she told me even before, if, if I come, I'm coming to ball, you know, um, and, and, you know, and automatically, you know, that, okay, this is what the expectations are. Um, I want to win and uh, you wanted to win. And that's what it ultimately came down to. And the fact that we felt that we needed her to win, um, was the most important thing. Uh, and it's, it's not, it was not just about, you know, the player who she is, but even the person and seeing, um, you know, her, how she's evolved as a player and the fact that she's carried a team on her shoulder for so long. Um, you know, we, we felt that we could help ease that. And, um, but at the same time, we needed someone that caliber player to, to, to help us do that. And so that's the expectation from both sides. Uh, I would be lying to you if I didn't, you know, have that definitely in my mind. 
Parker, first off, welcome home. Uh, so glad you've joined the Chicago Sky family here. Uh, you've already accomplished so much as a player, five-time All-Star, NBA, WNBA Championship, WNBA Finals MVP, two Finals MVPs. So my, my question to you is, what do you want to work on on your personal game uh, during your two years here with the Chicago Sky? Now, not quite as old as some of the players that are dominating the NFL and the NBA right now. But I am taking notes, and a lot of it is taking care of my body, honestly. You know, I just want a fair shot at this. I want to be healthy, and I'm going to do everything in my power uh, to come in in the best condition that I can. And then I think as long as, you know, every coach says when they're on a great team or when they have great pieces, you just want to stay healthy. And that's that's what I want most for anything um, is to have a great shot at it because I feel like if we have a fair shot of it, or a fair shot at it, um, our chances are great. And so I would say just in terms of just staying healthy, staying diligent um, about about that. But then also, you know, I'm excited to be able to, to, to use my knowledge for the game. IQ, I think it, it's a perfect storm in terms of just the way that we kind of see the game. And, and, you know, Coach Wade, I think you always have to have a great relationship with your point guard and salute. I've been an admirer of her for a very long time. And then, you know how it is with the WBA, you gotta have shooters. And I feel like the sky have plenty of those. Allie Quigley, I've, she's dotted my eye a number of times on opposing teams. So I would say, just in terms of the pieces, um, that kind of fit together in the style of the game that we're playing now, um, I'm gonna just gonna continue to get in really good shape so that we can, um, we can get out and play fast. <clears throat> Rob Schaefer, NBC Sports. Thanks, Kelly. Uh, my question is for James. Um, but, you know, obviously, signing a player of Candace's stature, that's that's landmark. That's historic for the franchise. What, what do you think it does from a reputational uh, or from a stature perspective, um, you know, across the WNBA for you guys? And have you seen the effects of that kind of already? And how do you expect it to happen? Uh, I've, I've seen it, um, especially when you talk to, you know, other agents or uh, the players themselves and, and, and them wanting to, you know, uh, come play with us. Uh, I think, you know, we traditionally uh, been 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 a been a team that it's been hard for uh, to to get you know uh, free agents here. Um, but uh, we've done a really good job, I think, of being able to retain the, the free agents that we have, uh, the good players that we have, uh, and I think that was the first first key in actually building something where. Uh, building something attractive to people want to know what's going on and um, what what you see out of our team when they play is you see the chemistry on, on the floor uh, in wins and in losses. Uh, but, you know, fortunately we've been able to string along more wins than losses. And so you see the potential there. And I think once you see that potential, uh, it, it, you know, it, it's something that, you know, you don't rule out possibilities. Uh, so, uh, when you when you get a player of this caliber, I think it, it it can open up eyes and and now when you get a player of this caliber, you start having expectations and and once you meet those expectations, I think you know you have a, a world of possibilities. So uh, now I think we just focus on uh, putting something together where we just uh, enjoy this process and we keep on keep on building on it and you know we let everything else just 
we just leave everything else mm. into the hands of thugs that, that see what we're, we're, we're putting together. Michelle Vogel, yes, Yeah, uh, this is for Candace, please. Um, Candace, you mentioned, um, you know, watching older players, and obviously we have a 43-year-old in the Super Bowl. You have older players in the NBA, and Sue and Diana are, are still playing. Has has that that baseline changed in terms of what you can expect as a player? You know, years ago, 35 might have been near the end. Now, even though you say you have, you know, more behind you, you still have a lot in front of you. And also, I mean, I guess if you could talk about that, but also then what it means is a, a role model and, and and somebody to give advice to younger players, like a Diamond to Shields. What does that mean to you to be able to come into Chicago and do that? Well, I'll answer your second question first. To be able to um, leave something, I think all of us, especially within this last year, have really been able to reflect, and especially – for me, these last five years without Coach Summit, of the impact that she's left on my career, as well as the impact that Kobe Bryant and the impact he left on not just the NBA, but on the WBA. And so when you start talking about like and what people are leaving behind, and then we're going to take that blueprint and, and share it with our kids or share it with our rookies or share it with our younger players. And so as a vet, um, to be able to impact, you know, different players in the future, and then they go on and pass that on, I think that's special. You know, I still have Lisa Leslie, I talked to her the other day, Delisha Milton, we text all the time. Those are my vets, and my rookie year was tough. Um, those are my vets, and honestly, I think as time goes on, you may not get it at the time, but later on when you're able to kind of reflect on it, it's interesting, and um, it really adds value to your career and to your purpose. And So I think to be able to go back and I – mean, we haven't even talked about, talked about Azari Stevens, but she's just – but I mean – long, athletic, she's amazing. And so to be able to, like, kind of see the younger version of myself and, and what she can she can bring, I mean, um, as a mom, as a teammate, as whatever, um, to be able to impact other people um, is what I want to do. And then Michelle, help me out on the, on the first question. From, a, from an age standpoint, you know, from an age standpoint, we're seeing, again, you – you have a, a 43-year-old in the Super Bowl. You it, Careers are extended for, for different reasons. Obviously, you guys taking care of yourselves. But maybe do you feel like people in, you know, in elite athletics are looking at each other and saying, hey, we, we can do this a little longer. Do you get some, some boost from that, that happening in other sports as well as your own? See, my main goal is to be able to beat my kids after I'm done playing. So I don't know in terms of body-wise. Like, I still want to be able to go out and block Layla's shot. I still want to be able to, like, you know, beat her in a race. And so for me personally, it's about being able to walk away from basketball and not crawl, not limp, not hobble, but walk away. And I've been extremely fortunate in my career to be able to to play as many years and hopefully many more years. Um but I, I can probably guarantee I, I, I won't be playing um, as long as Tom Brady, as long as Sue Bird, as long as <laughs> Diana Trossi even. So I, um, I think it's we've all gotten um, a taste of LeBron's mm-hmm. energy and, and what he puts into it, and I think he's transformed the way that you prepare and, and how you get your body in, in shape. And I think that's what I'm trying to do to make sure that the years that I am extending, it's, it's playing still great basketball.
Josh Friedman, Friedman WGN. Thanks, Kelly. Uh, Candace, congratulations again and welcome home. Um, two parts. First, just what are you most excited when you come back home? What are the places you've been up? Is there, you know, food you're craving, stuff like that? I see you smiling, but what, you, what comes to mind? First of all, anybody that knows me knows that I am the biggest Portillo's fan ever. And so, you know, the Sky organization, the Allie Quigley and Courtney Vandersloot, they all sent me when I signed um, a, a chocolate Portillo's cake huh. with, you know, hot dogs, chili cheese dog, no onions. It, it, it was, it's unbelievable. So I will be, you know, I just said I wanted to be in shape and I wanted to um, be in the best shape of my life. I, I need to be like that before I get to Chicago because all the food spots, um, Giordano's, Luminati's, um, Portillo's, you know, all those healthy spots. <laughs> I'm definitely going to hit up. Um, but Chicago, honestly, is just food. And I'm such a foodie. And so to be able to kind of explore as an adult some of these spots, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. You're making me hungry now. Yeah, it all sounds good. Uh, and then the second part was just, what does this opportunity let you do as far as the community work? And, you know, you give back so much in so many organizations, but to really maybe hone in on, on Chicago land area with some of the uh, the work you do outside of basketball. Well, honestly, my main purpose coming back is, is just that, is to, you know, do more in the community. And I think as we get closer and, and, and kind of, figure out exactly what we want to do. But I've been, you know, keeping my eye on, on, on individuals like Chance the Rapper and what he's doing for, for children and youth. Um, you know, I definitely would like to do something centered around education. As a mom, I realized, especially within this last year, with what's going on with COVID and everyone going on, going on like that, like our kids, it's important for us to continue to, to push education, value education, and not just focus on the kids that, you know, it reaches, go to the kids that maybe it doesn't. And so I think that's going to be my main purpose coming back is um, to make sure to have an emphasis on in our youth and in the Chicagoland area. All right, we're going to go to Larry Snyder with ABC. See the text now. All right, he must still have, be having um, mic issues. Candace, he did email me a question. How much would you tank well, gas you have left in the tank, um, would you say, if you had to answer that question quickly? I can assure you that if I didn't feel as though I could make it to Chicago um, with with enough in the tank, um, I would I wouldn't play. I, I don't want to cheat the game. And um, when that day comes, I can tell you I, I will walk away because I think um, you know I was raised that when you when you go out on the court, it's your art form. And for me, you know, if you can't do it in that way, then you find other ways like speaking about it, talking about it on television. So for me, I, I do think I have enough left in the tank. And I and for what I don't have, I think the Chicago Sky and its team and its coaching staff will add to that. So I think just together, collectively, we have enough in the tank to get it done. So and I'll add, what is your go-to Portillo's order? <laughs> I like the fish sandwich with cheese. Okay, now I'm going to 
Okay, just let me let me express this. So fish sandwich with cheese. I like the jumbo chili cheese dog, no onions. I order um, a chili cheese with extra cheese for my daughter because she loves she loves the um, hot dogs there. And then I order a large fry, a chocolate cake milkshake, and a chocolate cake to take home to eat later. Gosh, that is amazing. <laughs> we'll go to Howard McDowell. Candice, hi. Congratulations. Um, I've got one for you and one for James, if I could. Uh, the one I wanted to ask you about is you and I have had kind of big picture conversations about your story, your arc, and you're always so focused on the individual game, the individual season. Obviously, a process like this gives you the opportunity to think in those terms. And I wonder how much coming to Chicago, coming full circle, all of those things as far as the way you're defining your story were important as much as the other things we've talked about on the course of this conversation. Big picture, it's important to reflect on, you know, from time to time. And I think you're right. I think as athletes, we get so focused on the next game and, you know, the next week and things like that. And we realize we look up and 13 years later, like time has wings. And um, I think it, I do believe in things coming full circle and I do believe in perfect storms and the right time and just reflecting. I'm so grateful for the 13 years that I had in L.A., the people, the relationships, the experiences, the memories. And so I've had time in these last couple of days, especially to really reflect and to really be appreciative of my time there. But then with that being said, I think even more of a gap of time, like realizing when I left Chicago land area, when I left Naperville and I went to Knoxville, I was 18 years old and I'm coming back a lot older. <laughs> and so I think with that being said, um, Time has wings, and I'm definitely not going to take for granted this opportunity. And, you know, I think I've learned a lot. But also with reflecting, I'm very appreciative to have the opportunity to even come back and play basketball here. I appreciate it, Candice. And, 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 James, my question for you is, from day one, you have made it clear. Championship is the goal. You talked about being a playoff team from your uh, time arriving there, and you have been. I wonder to what extent you viewed adding Candace as a final piece to a puzzle you've obviously been trying to create since day one and whether anything other than a championship um, is something you feel would be acceptable when you think about the goals for 2021. I mean, it's a process, right? Um, when, when staff, when we, when we first got, when we first got on, um, I thought it was in, important to actually develop them and give give them the confidence, um, so so you know they can see themselves as winners. Uh, because I, I think it, it you know it, it kind of it's something that that feeds uh, you know it, it, it's like a virus, a good virus or a bad virus. If 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 you're winning, then it, that becomes a part of your DNA. Uh, and and so the last two years, um, I, I felt like we've made strides. Uh, but never to the point where it was consistent. I think coming into 2020, a lot of, a lot of people had expectations, uh, from us. And I, I felt like we, 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 we worked the right way. Um, we, we talked the right way. We, you know, we, we were, we had a good chemistry, but I, I just felt like it was a missing piece, of course. And, um, you, you want someone with you that has those expectations, that has that experience. 
and, and someone that uh, you can put in a situation and you know that uh, you can they're they're de- they're dependable. And um, so I, I felt like um, and we as a staff felt like Candace she checked all those boxes. And and if you put her with our team, uh, then you could say, okay, now we have expectations and, and we have goals that, that are very realistic. Uh, now, my job is uh, to uh, try to put everything together, but also uh, at the same time focus on the process and not get too ahead of myself. Uh, and, and doing that, being a young coach, that, that will keep me from being too high or being too low and uh, not just going on a whim, but actually focusing on the process of, of building something and getting better every day. Uh, so you won't hear like championship talk out of my out of my voice. Uh, I think you know if if that's the expectation for 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 us, that'll be the expectation. But my my goal is to make sure that we play championship basketball, but every day. And if I focus on that, I think that will be enough to get us where we need to go. Thank you both. Hey, my questions for Candice, if that's all right. Aria Schwartz Winsett. Uh, Candace, obviously you have connections with these players on this roster, right? And on paper, stylistically, this looks like a perfect fit. Um, Coach talked about it, and you talked about it a little bit from defense, leadership, but also education of younger players. We haven't really talked about your you know, playing style fit with this team. And I'm curious not to, to put you to work, but if you could kind of put your analysis hat on uh, and talk to me about how you feel your fit is uh, stylistically with the, not only the coaches, but the team. One of the biggest things for me personally, especially, um, you know, as I was kind of transitioned into this new wave um, of the way that the game is played is being able to rebound the ball and go. And I think providing space is a huge benefit in the league today. And I think, you know, you can, you can look at the different teams that have won in the past, in the type of style that they play. And the type of style that they play, I think, is what we're trying to do or trying to accomplish. Obviously, we're going to put a little spin on it, um, you know, our, our, ourself. But at the same time, being able to play, play fast, being able to demand space in your shooting um, and your creation. And I also, you know, I, I don't think that everybody on this team has to have the ball in their hands to be effective. And with that being said, you know, I think just high IQ, being able to play off one another. I'm eager to learn the system. I've already talked to Coach Wade about getting video and things like that to be able to learn my teammates. And I think they're going to want to learn me and how I play. And I think that's important. So for me personally, just putting on my analyst hat, um, I think that this has an opportunity to be great. And on defensive end, we have, to, we, have to do, we have to get better on that end as well so that we can get out and, and play fast. And so I think just willing to listen, willing to hear each other. And then I've been through, like, I've watched the sky and the way that they, they lost two years ago to Vegas. And I've been in that same spot. So I think sometimes it's also being able to relate. Uh, there's so many times where my season has ended on a last second shot and it just replays over and over and over in your mind. So I think sometimes having a shared goal, common goal, a common place of, of where you can relate kind of brings people together. And so I think it's the perfect storm. Maddie Kenny. 
Hi. Okay, so I've talked to James Wade um, over the last two years about this, but the WNBA is still really young considered, you know, comparing it to, like, the NBA, NFL, and in Chicago in particular, you know, it's a saturated sports market. There's two MLB teams, NFL, NBA, etc. Um, and so growing the women's game is obviously something that the team is still working on doing. It's made a lot of strides over the last two years. But how do you think you coming to Chicago, it's already generated a lot of buzz with people saying they want to buy your jersey or, you know, they're going to get season tickets and stuff like that. But how do you think your arrival could help grow the game of grow the WNBA's presence in the city? Well, I hope just, uh, I think first and foremost for the WNBA, a lot of people that don't give it a chance haven't ever been to a game. And for me personally, I know from experience, I'm not a big hockey fan. I went and played in Russia, and I went to a hockey game, and I've been to a couple of LA games. I hope to go to some Blackhawk games out here. So you've got to give it a chance. And so with that, I, I hope that this buzz will get people to WNBA games for the first time. And then from there then we can grow our audience and, and grow the experience. I think just in this summer and what the WNBA has represented towards social justice and, you know, our campaigns towards that, um, a lot of our ratings and things like that have gone just from people giving it a chance and getting to know us, you know, from the orange hoodie where we can, we can thank Kobe for the orange hoodie from, from the hoodie to social injustice the bubble, you know, our ratings are going up and trending up. And I, I, you know, I think generations have been able to, to be passed down in terms of being a Cubs fan. I'm a Cubs fan, Bulls fans. Um, but the WBA is 25 years young. And with that comes growing pains. People forget that the NBA was on tape delay in the early 90s and 80s. Their playoffs were on tape delay. And nobody today would be able to believe that. But at the same time, it's about constant growth. It's about pushing forward. And I think it's taking steps. And we're doing that as a whole in the WNBA and now with the Chicago Sky, always been pushing for it. It's always been fun to come back and play in Chicago. And I think Chicago is ready and has always embraced women's basketball. I'll race that with WBEZ. Candace, Portillo's is great. My husband and I go there every Friday now during the quarantine. <laughs> Please hit me up. I'm there. <laughs> What's it been like for you these last several days, knowing that coming here has really, really pumped up you, the sky, and does it validate your decision? I feel as though, yes, just more so, I think, speaking with my teammates, I think that was my main, my main thing was making sure that, and, and Coach Wade can, can attest to this, just making sure that they were okay. And they wanted me to return and they wanted me to be a part of what they were trying to build. And so from that, I think if anything validated it more, it was just the outreach from them and, um, you know, the connection that we've tried to establish to this point and we will continue to build um, that relationship. But also the city for sure. Uh, you know, I, I talked about my grandma. Um, just to me, I'm the biggest Bears and Bulls fan. And so to see them, tweet about it, you know, made my day yesterday on the plane. Um, so I think it's just the entire city uh, embracing that. And then obviously, you know, friends and families that have reached out from my hometown in Naperville, 
so I think the, I'm excited. I'm just as excited, and, um, you know, I really do feel as though my heart led me back to Chicago. Is there anything scary about leaving something that you've been doing for 13 years and going someplace else? Of course. It's it's uncomfortable. It's scary. Um, but because of that fear, I don't think I, I would not do something, if that makes sense. Um, from what I've learned in my career and from what I've learned in my life, like you grow in those uncomfortable times and you grow in those times where, you know, maybe you might be a little bit unsure about it, but you know it's the right decision. And so for me, I'm so thankful and so lucky to have played for an amazing organization, um, you know, with the Sparks. Eric Holloman was fantastic in my tenure there as well, just management. Um, and so it is difficult to leave. But in a way, it's like I'm getting the best of both worlds. I'm still living in L.A. in the, in the winters, and I get to come to Shy City in the summer. And so – I think it's just um, overall I'm able to, I was able to add a home, I, I would say, during these 13 years. That's still going to be home permanent, and um, I'm excited to be a part of the Chicago Sky. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. We have time for a couple more questions, just about two more. Andrew Salkman from AP. Yeah, hi, James. Um, just wondering if you could um, give us a little more insight on, on- – terms of just how the process played out, um, who contacted you first, um, when the contact was made, um, did you have any inkling that Candace was going to be interested in coming off that? Uh, 